This episode is about how to love your body, heal your body, and support your connection and relationship with your body so that it is an ally to you. In this episode, we'll talk to the body, connect with why this is important and how this can work, and support all of the ways that the body is trying to connect with you so that we can decipher and translate so we understand what our body needs. The body is this brilliant expression of our innermost layers of being, our soul, our heart, what we desire, have desired, and what we are experiencing at the deepest levels of who we are. So it is an absolute beautiful tool to support us in deepening in who we are, understanding who we are, and loving ourselves. Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Embody Podcast, a show about remembering and embodying your true nature, inner wisdom, embodied healing, and self-love. My name is Candice Wu, and I'm a holistic healing facilitator, intuitive coach, and artist sharing my personal journey of vulnerability, offering meditations and guided healing support, and having co-creative conversations with healers and wellness practitioners from all over the world. This episode is sponsored by my DreamWork classes on Skillshare. One of the things that helps me heal and to know myself and to claim the parts of myself that want to arise and express itself in this life are to work with my dreams. I never really knew how to do that or how to cultivate my dreams uh, until the last couple of years where I dove into dream work and the deeper I do, the more my dreams bring me insight and the more I feel whole in myself. Sometimes my dreams even tell me the next step of something or predict what's going to happen. Sometimes they give me the key to a thing that's been missing or struggle in my life. And I love that I can translate my dreams into an understanding that's embodied. So not just thinking about my dreams and analyzing them and um, looking up dream meanings, but feeling into the dream and what the energy of the dream is offering into my body and letting my body take up that energy allows me to be even more in my life. So I have some dream work classes on Skillshare, which is a platform that's like the Netflix for learning and tutorials. And you can find all those dream work classes at candicewu.com slash dream classes. At that link, you can also sign up to get a couple months free of a Skillshare membership so that you can access the classes. And also you can access classes uh, from a variety of other teachers that are teaching on almost every single topic you can imagine. Welcome back, everyone. It's great to have you here. Thanks so much for joining in. Today, I had a bit of a challenge getting started with this episode. I think there's so much to say. And also, I get a little bit scared sometimes just starting off a podcast. I know that once I get the ball rolling, I start to feel better and uh, get in the groove. But getting started is sometimes the hardest part. Do you have that experience with things um, where it just feels overwhelming and scary? And yet the reality once you get there can be that it's not as scary as you felt. In those cases, I just typically do one little thing. So the first thing I did was set up my microphone and get all the cords out, which uh, is something that I have to like take out and put away. But if it were out, it might be a little bit easier as well. But just setting that microphone up is the first step for me. And uh, starting off with whatever it is that is the most tiny baby step that you can with what you're moving towards, whether that is uh, just getting a cup of tea to set the stage and atmosphere and self-care for what you're doing, or to clear your desk, or if it's something else that's not work-related or that is in some other aspect of your life, what is the tiniest step that you could do 
that could even get you to the next one. That's what always helps me, and that's how I got myself to getting to sit here today with you. I have a cup of tea with me and a green smoothie, which I like to make in the morning. And I just got back from a riding session with a new horse that I've been working with, Sunny. Uh, This horse is at a stable closer by to me and in Michigan. And I just love this farm because the owner is wonderful at communicating with the horses. The way that she's been working with this Mustang that she fostered for some time is, is amazing. If you know horses, then you know Mustangs are wild horses. All horses are wild in their own ways, right? But what I mean is that they live in the wild and they were taken in by humans. So the way that the owner has been working with this horse is that when the horse wants her to stop or back off, she bops her on some part of her body with her nose. So the horse will take her nose and just like boop her nose on top of her hand or her arm or somewhere, usually her hand it seems, that tells the owner, stop, that's enough for the moment. And she can try again in another uh, a couple of breaths or a minute or so, but uh, she might be saying, no, don't touch me there. I don't want you to go that far. Or no, I'm not sure I feel comfortable with that. And so she'll boop her with her nose. I love this as the entry to this conversation about loving your body, communicating with your body, and being in relationship with the body so that it supports you in your life, supports you in your fullness, in your fullest expression of yourself and all that you desire. Because the way that uh, this owner is communicating with the horse is one little step at a time and respecting each communication that the horse is giving her. So that's not the only way the horse is communicating. She's also communicating by moving her body slightly, like leaning away or towards or sometimes turning her head or um, drawing an ear down or back. She's communicating with her movements, like with her movements in her legs, with her tail, with the swish of her tail, with her eyes, with the energy of the feeling that's being communicated. So there's so many ways that we can listen for what the horse is telling us. Just like there's so many ways that our body is communicating with us, and giving us information constantly. For probably 25 years, I did not pay attention to my body. Of course, I ate food and I slept, and I understood the importance of sleep. I understood that it was important to eat healthy. I didn't really know what that meant. Uh, I was doing the best I could. And then I would have aches and pains, and would wonder, oh, what's wrong with my body? So the, the first thought would be, what's wrong with my body? Or what's, what am I doing wrong? Or what's going on? Or what ailment do I have? And I think that's pretty common in our consciousness right now. We think, what do we need to do or give our body so that it feels better? The challenge with this is that the body is communicating on all these different levels through the pain in the body, through tension or disease, dis-ease, or through an illness, through coughing, through sound effects that want to come through, through um, the sensations inside, the movement of the organs and fluids inside as well as the feeling of what's going on in our body, the state of being, the energy, the emotion, as well as movements that want to happen with the whole body, images and thoughts. So all of this and more, the body is wanting to tell us something. Another way to look at it is that the body is saying something and moving through process 
of something. But if we dismiss it as only trying to tell us, oh, I need medicine to fix me, and this one-to-one equation of disease or illness means take medication, then we're missing out on a whole depth of what the body is experiencing and why. On some level, I believe we all want to feel good and feel better when we're not feeling well or when we're struggling, whether that's physically or emotionally or spiritually. But I do believe that there's more to our experience as a human being than to just feel better all the time. So if we feel bad, let's just do something to feel better. I believe that we are here to learn and to deepen in the experience of who we are in this body and also to understand who we are not so that we can shed those layers of what we've built up in ourselves to think we are and to come to the easefulness and fullness of who we are on the deepest levels of our being. And that includes this awareness of our conscious self, the part of us that's really aware of all the things and experiences that we feel, that we notice, the awareness in us that can feel through emotions, notice our thoughts, notice our presence, and be in noticing, be in that compassionate witness of ourselves. And I believe that part of our experience is to deepen in presence, to deepen in witnessing exactly what's happening right here and now without changing it just so that we feel better. So how can we expand in our experience of being so that our capacity grows and grows and we can experience all of it? How can we deepen in the experience of ourselves in this human body even more? And with that, the body is one part of what is trying to communicate to us, what is trying to bring us to our deeper selves, and what wants to work with us so that we feel, feel good in the process, that we feel present and at peace in ourselves and at ease in our body, in this vessel that moves us through life. So I want to start with a couple of stories about my life working with my body. So as I mentioned, I didn't really pay attention to any level deeper of my body's experience for 25 years at least. I was mostly just thinking that the body was just its own physical being as separate from my emotions, my spirit, or any awareness in me. That is just a separate thing that needed to be treated and uh, was either healthy or not. And that there wasn't much more of a reason for it to be healthy or unhealthy or out of balance than the fact of the physical experiences related to it, like what food I was taking in. Um, if I was going to the doctor, if I was having an illness, then it was just, that's what it was. And I would just do what it took to solve it or fix it. Um, so this is sort of flat experience of the body. I believed I shared this experience in a previous podcast, definitely in a blog post. But when I was teaching middle school art, I was about 26 or seven years old. I had all this numbness in my right side, and it freaked me out. There were weird tingling sensations. It lasted for several days, and by the fourth day, I just, I was like besides my, beside myself. I went to the office, like the school office, talked to the school nurse, and I was like, I think I need to go to the ER. I, I don't know what's going on with me. And she encouraged me to do that. And after going to the ER, I 
uh, spent four hours there in fear and then walked away with a piece of paper that said, you have pain in the tissues of the limb. So this story is not to to bash the medical field or um, to say anything of the sort that the ER is not helpful or the medical field isn't helpful. I think that it can be incredibly helpful at the right time. And at that time, it was helpful to know that there wasn't something severely wrong with me in that moment. And yet it was unhelpful in the way that it didn't give me any any direction or any opening to a possibility of feeling healthy or understanding what was going on in my body. I decided to go to a chiropractor who also was an energy worker, but I didn't know that at the time. And so you can see where I just entered into this experience of chiropractic work that I thought was just a physical experience. And this doctor was totally interested in applied kinesiology and uh, testing the body to see whether it was flowing or not flowing. Or in some cases, people talk about this as muscle testing, like where the muscle's on or off or strong or not. But it it's more about the energy flowing or not, which signals the muscles to have full strength or be weakened. And it floored me when he was working with me and just randomly would say something like, Candace, say this out loud. Um, I accept and love myself exactly as I am. And then he would test my muscles and my body would shut down. And it essentially was saying that my body didn't feel like I loved and accepted myself exactly as I was. And I couldn't understand, like, how, how does my body know that? Or what, isn't that just a thought in my mind, a belief in my, my head? And what I came to learn was, no, the whole body was resonating with that experience that I did not love and accept myself for who I was. I, in some ways, hated myself. In some ways, didn't feel worthy didn't feel accepting of who I was. I was rejecting a lot of who I was. And later came to learn that every single cell of our body is reflecting the experience of what we believe in ourselves and about ourselves and what we believe of the world. About that same time, I was doing EMDR therapy, which is a type of processing of trauma and experiences that help you integrate all the parts of your experience, your body, emotions, thoughts, and the images and memories of what was upsetting for you or what can live underneath the surface of your experience. And my therapist was noticing how I just get stuck with this gut feeling that was so painful. I was holding my gut and feeling awful, but I didn't really have the words for it. And she would say, if your stomach could talk, what would it say? And this was such a hard question for me because all I would do was think, well, what would my stomach say? What, what? And I would just try to deduce and rationalize what my stomach would say. And it took a while before I would feel embodied enough, in my body enough, that I could just feel and trust some sense or some sort of flash of insight to come through and that the words could just arrive to me of what it would say. It was more of a, an asking and listening process at that point where previously Anytime I asked something to myself, to my body, which was a foreign concept, I would just think about the answer and analyze to get to the answer. Do you know what I'm talking about? This difference of using your mind to analyze and think about the answer to something versus sensing what is coming from within and what's arising in you as information. 
I think that takes a lot of practice and we all, well, many people want to get in touch with their intuition. I think that that is what I'm talking about, at least part of it. So fast forward two years, maybe, and I'd been doing EMDR. I've been working with my chiropractor, even sensing how foods affect my body very directly with the muscle testing. And then matching that with my inner sense of, does my body say yes to this or does it say no? And fast forward past the book, The Celestine Prophecy, that really changed my life on sensing energy, um, following my inner guide, and then reading, I think it's the 13th insight. No, the 10th insight which uh, gives information about how do we look at and feel into our body's injuries and illnesses to rewind to the original hurt, wound, or belief that led you to get injured and led to a weakness in a certain aspect of the body. So I love that book. It was so important, and it it is yoga. It goes back to the levels of our physiology, where the innermost level of who we are is this subtle energy of awareness, of consciousness that we are pure being. We are pure consciousness, and everything is the same. Every being is that. Every object is consciousness. And then that energy is moved through us as an individual soul. And at that individual soul level, we have all these beliefs of who we are and who we are not in the world. And those have been created by some experience that we had taken meaning from, but that meaning is distorted from the reality of presence and truth. And then we accumulate that, and that's karma. And from that level, we have our emotions, thoughts, and our body experience, with the body being the outermost expression of the energy and dynamic of who we believe we are. I talk about this more in depth in a podcast at CandiceWu.com slash Koshas, K-O-S-H-A-S. And the Koshas are the levels of our physiology. And This book showed me exactly how that works and how you can work with the outermost level of the physiology, the body, to get towards the soul. And uh, around this time, I was walking across the street in Chicago towards my friend's place, arriving at some get-together, and I get a text message And as I'm walking across the street, I pull out my phone from my purse, look at the text message, and as as I'm reading it, I almost literally fall into a hole. I didn't fall all the way down. My ankle kind of broke the fall, which was the painful part because I twisted my ankle. So I think about this book, and I'm thinking, oh yeah, there's a way that I can heal this. This is beautiful because... What if my injury wasn't just an accident? What if I could have prevented it by who I believed I was in my state of being? And which is not to blame myself or criticize myself, but to give an opening towards something different. So I thought about this book, The Tenth Insight. And now as I'm talking, I'm hoping it's the 10th. Maybe it's the 11th or 12th. But I'll link that in the show notes and hopefully link the right one. So thinking about this book, I stayed with my ankle. This is, you know, a couple of days later after this whole get together. As I was moving my ankle gently to feel the pain, I started crying. I allowed myself to cry and follow the feeling. And slowly... I let my mind wander, and I allowed any words or thoughts to be noticed, any feelings. I traced myself back to the moment in time where I 
checked my phone and what I was feeling at that moment, just as a starting point. And what revealed itself was that I was feeling like, oh yeah, I want to respond to my friend. But underneath that was, if I don't respond to her now, maybe she won't want to be friends with me anymore. Like if I'm not accessible when she wants me to be, maybe she won't care about me as much either. And all of those thoughts are quite distorted, yes, and we can dismiss them and say, oh, that's not real. But I followed the feeling of that and allowed myself to feel how painful that was. The feeling that if I didn't respond to my friend right away, that I wouldn't be a good friend. It just really wasn't reasonable. So at this point, I'm crying a little bit more and allowing myself to go deeper with it and feeling the pain in my ankle and just feeling like, ouch, ouch. And so as I heard that in my mind, ouch, I could have just dismissed it as, oh, don't be a baby. Like, you can feel this pain. But instead, flowing with the feeling of, ouch, this hurts allowed me to open into a younger experience of how much it hurt to be in my family when there were times that my parents were having reactions to me. I had a lot of trauma growing up, and so I experienced neglect and I experienced emotional abuse at different times, and it felt like my young life was really unstable. It didn't have a stable person that was continually paying attention to me and aware of me and supporting me with my emotions and helping me to move through life moment to moment. And as I felt that, I realized how unstable my ankle was, that I had um, twisted this ankle several times when I was doing sports growing up, like gymnastics and cheerleading. And that, that, oh, my ankle just cracked. Uh, and that was living itself out continually in my day to day. And here it was manifested in this moment where I felt if I didn't respond to my friend, I wouldn't be worthy. Reflecting that feeling of unworthiness that had threaded into my entire life and perhaps I'd come in with. So feeling those feelings and letting myself move through with awareness the feeling of unworthiness, not believing it, but allowing myself to believe it enough in the moment to feel the feelings that came with it. And then the pain started to subside in my ankle. And after a couple of days, it was it had decreased. And after a week or two, I didn't feel much pain at all. And my ankle was able to strengthen very quickly without doing much with it other than just moving through those feelings, which is not necessarily an easy thing to do. But it wasn't like I was doing PT on it or anything or doing exercise with it, which I think is a really good thing, which can help also elicit the emotions and strengthen the muscles to release some of the same emotions. So either way you go about it, if you're going in with awareness, then the healing can take place. And now I've been working on my elbow, and I'm not going to go into the whole story, but this elbow is in a lot of pain, like right at the joint, and only in this like crevice between two bones at the joint. And uh, slowly I've been peeling off layer by layer of what's going on here. And some of it related to some ancestral stuff where uh, my grandfather had lost his mother. And I felt like he really was holding on to her and didn't get the chance to grieve because she died. And then he got given away by his father. And so not only did her death become a painful experience that wasn't supported for him to integrate the feelings, but then he had to lose his father. And 
survive, go into survival mode. So it felt like what was coming up was this feeling that my grandpa was holding on for dear life. And as I felt that, those words and, and pictured him, I could feel the pain of that, the pain of him and his family, his primary family that wasn't felt. And that did release some of the pain in my own arm. Yet right now there's more. And so where I'm left at the moment is, wow, what is going on in here? And slowly over the last six months to a year, I've been very gentle with my elbow and not forcing or pushing it to be different, but just being tender with it and soft with it so that it can slowly feel safe enough to reveal more to me. And I'm so for going to other healthcare practitioners and other healers and therapists, coaches that can be supportive around that. And so in uh, about a week, I'm going to be seeing my acupuncturist who goes really in depth with understanding the soul and how it's related to the physical body as well. So I'm hoping that that gives way to the next level of what wants to be known here in my elbow or through my elbow, what's been living in the elbow that wants healing. So all these experiences that I'm sharing, I wanted to just illustrate how I've been working with my body. These are just a couple of experiences of thousands. I'm working with my body every day. Whenever I feel something going on, just staying with it and seeing what's here or just allowing it to move without knowing sometimes exactly what it is. But all of this to say that the body is constantly communicating and moving through something. And if we can be the compassionate witness to that, and also if we can communicate with that and translate the information that's coming to us, we can advance our healing and we can deepen into our presence um, very quickly. Our body is like a friend giving us insight and information, experiencing moment to moment right next to us, except we're inside of it. The body holds implicit information, meaning it's holding information that is not in our consciousness. It's in our unconscious world. And that's coming through us through the sensation, emotion, imagery, the flavor or color of something, like literal taste or the sense of flavor, the smell or sensing into a gut feeling, movement, tension, ease, an intuitive flash of insight or information, as well as sound and sound effect, sound that the body wants to make, sound that our voice wants to make, noise coming from inside the body. And the biggest tip I have for you about it is trust it. Always trust it or begin to trust your body. And if you have a sense of something that's happening in the body and feel it, that sense that, oh, this is about X, Y, and Z, trust it. At least enough to follow that through to the next step, to the next feeling, so that you can deepen and see into that pathway of your sense of what's going on and what you're feeling. When we have experiences, there's an association that can come with it, especially if the experience wasn't felt all the way through, whether it was a positive or a negative one, if it was more than our capacity could handle in the moment, if it was overwhelming in some way. This is where our body is so intelligent. Our body will hang on and in connection with parts of that experience until we have fully integrated that with our awareness and allowed it to digest through our body. So that is, as I said, both positive and negative experiences. So if we have something that's overwhelming, and I would likely call that trauma, if it's overwhelming to the body and our body didn't integrate it all or complete something around it, if it got disrupted because it was a little too much, then our 
cells, our muscles, our viscera, our bones will be filled with the experience, the adrenaline, the energy. And where it gets disrupted, it will stay there until you go back to feel it and to process it. And processing meaning being with it and allowing the next feeling to be felt or allowing the body to show us what's next. And letting the body move through the sequence of what it instinctually needs to. The body wants us to feel safe, to feel whole, harmonious, and at peace, as well as integrated. So that we feel present, like an animal in the wild. When they're feeling safe, they're available to find food. They're able to find a mate. They're able to enjoy peacefulness, rest, run around and play. And that's what our body is wanting for us. That's what our body is here for. And when it experiences something traumatic or overwhelming, it stops that process until we can go back and digest it later. And the thing about that is if we don't do that digestion, it accumulates over time. And a lot of times we don't realize that something was overwhelming or could impact our nervous system like that, like a trip and fall or a car accident or a bike accident or an emotional experience where someone said something that hurt our feelings. It doesn't matter what it is. It matters how your body and your, your heart and your nervous system responded and whether it was overwhelmed. So the gentleness and compassion comes in not using our mind to filter what was appropriate for us to be overwhelmed by or what we should or shouldn't have done or how we should or shouldn't have reacted. But it is what happened and what do we feel now? Our mental body tries to rationalize all that and thinks and sees a lot faster than our physical body and our nervous system can integrate. Our awareness connects with that. Our awareness of our mental body, our mind, as well as what our animal instinctual body is feeling is holding both of those together and able to support us in healing. Our body is so sacred. It's the vessel to carry us through life and to allow us to experience pleasure and to experience joy and love and to be who we are. It is such a gift to our entire being to just be who we are and to be with all that we feel in congruence with inside and outside. Our creativity wants to manifest through this life through our sexual energy, through what we desire to uh, express and create in the world, to experience connection, to feel touch and enjoy that sensate pleasure, to experience nature, to experience pain, sadness, anger, all of those emotions that we can feel. Our soul, our body, connected with our soul, wants us to have all of that and to enjoy all of that. So I'd like to offer a couple of experientials in the next coming days around how to be in the body, to stop and just simply feel your body, to be in it and deepen in the experience of it with an awareness that has softness compassion, and witness to help bring safety to the body. Something you can start with that already was previously on the podcast is the Five Senses Body Scan. That's episode 59B, so you can go to candiswoodacom slash EP59 and scroll down and find that experiential. Also, you can tune into Letting the Body Lead, which is allowing an organic movement from inside to come outward and to feel in the body with 
a, a different connection and relationship to the body. That's episode 32A. And that's at candicewoo.com slash EP32. But what I'll offer later this week is orienting in the body. That's from somatic experiencing from Peter Levine of just being in the presence of your space and surroundings as well as the presence of your body, allowing yourself to get here and arrive here even more deeply. It's like cats and dogs do when they enter a space. They sniff it out, they look around, they hear, and they feel into their bodies whether it's safe or not. And we often skip that step. So orienting the body can truly help us to feel good and then to go deeper in the presence of who we are and go deeper into healing if we need to heal. Bringing attention inward into the body is one of the most powerful, probably the most powerful thing you can do for healing and for presence. Just our awareness alone and being with what is, is what allows healing to happen because the body is so intelligent. It feels this boost of our awareness and begins the healing process immediately. There's not much more you have to do. But there are tools that can support an opening of some sort or accessing in different ways. But that primary basic tool of presence and seeing and witnessing in the body and allowing is really the key to everything. When you fuel the body with your conscious awareness, it amplifies the healing. So there's a grounding touch experiential that you can tune into at candiswoo.com slash EP47. But in this series of uh, this podcast, I want to offer touch to the body to claim the body as yours and to bring your body even to another level of presence and awareness in the now. And a third experiential that I'll offer is talking to the body, body language, connecting with the body and how do we support ourselves and open to what the body or what the organs inside or what a part of our body that feels hurt, pain, tension, sadness, any emotion or sensation, what it wants to say to us, what it might be saying to us, what sound effects it might want to make to allow a healing movement and how that can bring a new level of awareness in your presence and more healing. There are two experientials that relate to this that are already out there as well. One is the body love ritual 55C. It's giving attention to a specific part of the body. And that's just to give loving attention inward. You can find that at candisu.com slash 55 and also conversations with your gut 26C. That's at candisu.com slash EP26. That one is where we talk with our bellies and allow the belly to speak to us of what it wants to say, what it needs, what um, emotions arise from that. And so those are two that you can tune into now, and as you tune in later this week, we'll go deeper into talking with the body or a specific part of the body to allow healing. There's so many messages that the body is saying, and we may not understand all of them, but to build all the tools that we can to decipher what the body is saying and to allow it to heal in its fullest capacity that's what I'm interested in, and that's what these experientials will offer you. And so we build the capacity to feel a bite size at a time what's going on inside. And there are so many layers that accumulate over time of our experience, everything we take in through our senses, our experience is something that our body needs to digest, and we need to give it time. We need to give it presence. So we just work with that one thing at a time, one piece at a time. 
So as we conclude today, I'm thinking about Game of Thrones. Um, if you watch that or have watched it, I love how they say, blood of my blood. This is when they're speaking to their children or their kin, someone who is of their blood. And we have often used blood to signify the importance of connection in the lineage or our bond to those that we love, like you are my blood, or I bleed green. If you're from Michigan State, go Spartans. Um, the blood, the body, the physical body is so sacred, and we know it at a very deep and instinctual level when we say blood of my blood. We use that to signify the deepest bonds. And so as we leave today, I want to offer this experience of gratitude and love for your body, for this sacred expression of who you are that lives as who you are. And that's holding all these experiences for you to get to know yourself deeper and holding all these pains and visceral tension as well as positive experiences, all to support you in the deepest knowing you could have in this lifetime. So we can take a moment together to just appreciate this body. And if you have a place that your body wants you to touch, if you just try out Touching your legs or your belly or your heart. Feeling where the body would be soothed if you touched it. Or allowing your body to move in any way that feels comfortable. Soothing. And to just give this moment to your body. To all the organs inside. We are not asking anything of your body. Where you're just being in presence with these legs, these things that you call legs, with this belly and spine, these bones, these muscles, these cells in the body. And just notice how your breath is as you acknowledge your body. And if there's anything you can thank your body for, for this breath, for being alive, for being able to move, for being able to see or smell or hear if you can do any of those things, for being present here and just notice how that feels for you to be in your body at this moment and inviting that appreciation for your body. And as we conclude today, feel free to give your body anything it needs to feel even more comfortable through your day or to feel more supported. Whatever that might be for you, just imagine giving that to yourself and how it would feel, how it will feel. And make any commitment to yourself or to your body that feels right in this moment of what you might do for yourself today or in this week. Thanks so much for joining me today and 
Stay tuned for all the experientials that will connect with this episode and bring you deeper into the experience of loving your body and being able to communicate and heal your body and that your body becomes your ally. Before you go, I'd love for you to join me in my bi-monthly newsletter where you'll receive updates, all the experientials that go out each week, uh, retreats, events, as well as news about my travels or what's going on in my, my emotional world or my heart, what themes have been coming up. You can sign up for that at candacewu.com embody. And be sure to check out all the other experientials that I've offered on this podcast, as well as my guests on the podcast that are various wellness practitioners or healers from all around the world, also offering their own experientials. I have several podcasts coming up from authors of books that are beautiful. They're about healing around money, around self-love as well as lessons from a volcano in Hawaii. So all those podcasts are coming up in the next couple of weeks and months. And uh, be sure to check all that out at candice.com slash podcast. It's great to have you here and see you next time on the Embody Podcast.